Welcome to the Lion's Tribe. I am Pastor Jimmy Udukoya. I pray this episode blesses you and it reminds you to become the lion that God has called you to be. Be blessed. Somebody say Scarlet Thread. Part. Um, this, this movie does not want to end. <laughs> this series just keeps going and going. Amen. So for those who have not been part of the series, we started in Joshua, the second chapter. And the story is centered about when the spies came into Jericho and encountered Rahab, the prostitute. And the conversation ensued when the king of Jericho began to pursue the spies. Can you increase the piano? I need to hear it. I can't hear it. Thank you. There we go. And there was a conversation had between Rahab and the spies. And she says, we know who you are. This This is Joshua, the second chapter, verse 18. And he says, listen, we know who you are. We know what has happened. But I want you to make me a promise. I want you to make me a promise that when the Lord gives you this land, that you spare me and my household. And everyone in the house. And they said, okay, this is verse 18. Let's pick it up from there. This is what they responded. He said, when we come into this land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread. Somebody say scarlet thread. In the window which thou didst let us down by. And thou shalt bring thy father and thy mother and thy house into the street. Sorry, brethren, all thy father's household home unto thee, verse 19. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, and if any hand be upon him. And we began to look at the scarlet thread and we said that the scarlet thread is woven all through the tapestry of the Bible, starting from the Old Testament and ending in the New Testament. And everything was announcing and pointing to Jesus Christ, the redemptive nature of his blood on Calvary. And we began to look at different stories or instances in the Bible that was pointing us to him. Last week we looked at Abraham. And Isaac, we looked in Genesis, so I suggest very strongly that if you haven't listened to part two and part one, you jump into that so you get a better idea. But today we're going into part three, amen? Let's turn really quickly to Leviticus 4, verses 13 to 21. Leviticus 4, verses 13 to 21. We looked at Abraham, then we went into Exodus, and we talked about the blood, and now we're going to look at... Leviticus, because we are still pursuing the scarlet thread and seeing how it applies to us today. Amen. Now, this was the process of atonement of sin. It says this, and if the whole congregation of Israel sin through, through what? So it is very possible to sin through ignorance. Ignorance is not an excuse. Even if you do not know. <laughs> ah, but God, I didn't know. Eh. If you sin through, are you with me? Through ignorance, and the thing be hid from the eyes of the assembly, and they have done somewhat against any of the commandments of the Lord concerning things which should not be done, and are guilty when the sin which they have sinned against it is known. Then the congregation shall offer a young bullock for the sin and bring him before the tabernacle of the congregation. And the elders of the congregation shall lay their hands upon the head of the bullock before the Lord. Now, let me tell you what they're doing right there. As they are laying their hands on the head of the bullock, This is signaling a transfer of the sin from the elders and the congregation onto the animal. Are you with me? And when I I read that, the first thing that came into my mind is Isaiah 53 verses 4 to 5. 
Isaiah 53, 45, it says this, and I think this is in the Amplified. It says, but in fact, he has borne our grief and he has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assumed that he was stricken and struck down by God. That's that ignorant word again. We ignorantly assumed, I think I'm reading Amplified, that he was struck down by God and degraded and humiliated by him. But, somebody say but. Somebody say but. But, he was wounded for our transgressions. In other words, they're saying, listen, you thought that God was punishing Jesus. No. What happened was there was a transfer of our sins unto him. The same way the congregation transferred their sins unto the animal. So he's saying what you saw happen when he was being beaten. He says he was wounded. Every wound was for you. Wounded for our what? God transferred our transgressions unto Jesus. And so he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed for our what? When they were crushing him because the heart of man is evil and desperately what? Are you with me? He was crushed for our wickedness, our sin. Our injustice, our wrongdoing, the punishment required for our well-being fell on who? They laid their hands on the bullock and transferred it to the animal. The Bible is telling us that the responsibility, the, the, the well of our well-being was put on him and by his stripes. By his wounds. Unless Jesus did not die. Unless he was not beaten and broken. By every stripe. You are. Listen. Not that you will be healed. Not that healing is coming. Because last I checked he already died. So by every stripe you Ah, remember anointing service. Whosoever shall have whatsoever, if you only believe, and by his stripes you are. If you need healing in your mind, by his stripes you are. If you need healing in your body, by his stripes you. Ah, if you need healing in your family, by his stripes, you are. If you need healing for your business, by his stripes, you are. Okay, let's continue. Let's go back to verse 16. Leviticus. We're jumping, we're going to be jumping Leviticus 4 back to verse 16. Let's continue. It says this. And then the priest that is anointed... We're going back to KJV. And the priest that is anointed shall bring of the bullock's blood to the tabernacle of the congregation. And then the priest shall what? Dip his fingers in some of the blood and sprinkle it. How many times? How many times? Do you remember from Scarlet Thread Part 1 we, um, um, from Joshua? We talked about it, talking about the spirit and seven being the number of the spirit. Remember, he will sprinkle it seven times before the Lord, even before the veil. And then he shall put some of the blood upon the horns of the altar, which is before the Lord, that is in the tabernacle of the congregation, and then shall pour out all the blood at the bottom of the altar. But when I saw that, I remembered Matthew 26, verse 28. This was again pointed to Jesus' crucifixion. Put up the NLT translation. Matthew 26, 28 says this. 
For this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and who? His people. It is what? It is what? Poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of. Look at that. Everything pointing to Jesus. Let's continue. Let's go back to Leviticus. It says, it's poured out at the bottom of the altar of the bond offering, which is at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation. And he shall take the fat from him and burn it upon the altar. And he shall do with the bullock as he did with the bullock for a sin offering. So shall he do with this. And the priest shall make an atonement for them. And it shall be... It shall be forgiven them. So that whole ceremony was pointing to the redemptive work of Jesus on the cross. But let me take it a step further. You see, God instituted the sacrificial system because of Israel's failure in general. It was added to the Abraham's covenant or the Abrahamic covenant because of transgression. Put Galatians 3 verse 19. That was not initially the plan. But this whole ritual and atonement and sacrifice was brought on because of Israel's disobedience. Galatians 3 verse 19. Put up the amplified version. Galatians 3 19. Amplified version. It says this. Why then the law? What was its purpose? It was added after, not before, after the promise to Abraham to reveal to people there because of, it wasn't in the original plan, but because of transgression, it was added to reveal their what? Guilt, right? Because of transgression, that is to make people conscious of the sinfulness of sin. And then the law was ordained through angels and delivered to Israel by the hand of a mediator. Moses, the mediator between God and Israel to be in effect. Somebody say until. Somebody say until. Until the seed would come to whom the promise has been made. Look at Jeremiah 7, 22, verse 23. Oh, we're going to delve deep today. Are you with me? Are you still with me? Jeremiah 7, 22 to 23. Put up the amplified version. It says this. For in the day that I brought them out of the land of Egypt, I did not speak to your fathers or command them concerning burnt offerings or sacrifices. But this thing I did command them. Listen to and listen to and obey my voice. One of my pastor friends in Florida, he says, what is sweeter than money? The voice of Jesus. He says, listen to and obey my voice and I will be your God and you shall be my and you will walk in all the ways which I command you so that it may be well with. So his original marching order for Israel was simple. Obey his voice. Walk in his ways. Same way he commanded Abraham. The creator himself said he would be their God. It's very simple. Pastor, how do I navigate through life? Very simple. Obey God. Listen to his voice. He'll direct you. I told them in Thursday showers, I said purpose is not a destination. It's a state of being. I'll say that again. Purpose is not a destination, but a state of being. What do I mean by that? Nobody knows the creation better than the creator. So the creator knows everything, the capacity, everything that the creation was designed for. So the Bible says, before you were a thought, before your father knew your mother, I knew you, I called you, I formed you, I created you for a purpose. 
Before you were created, there was a board meeting, the first board meeting ever that was held in the history of time. The Bible says, God said, let us, God the Son, God the Father, God the Holy Spirit sat together and they had a conversation and a strategic board meeting over, over, and they said, let us make man. Anybody that does business will tell you that before you create a product, you must go and look for the need in the market. Right? So you just, if you are creating a product, you are creating it to fill a need. And then you hear the need of the market, you identify your target audience, then you go back and then you create the product and then you create a brand that speaks to the need of the people. So over your matter, before you were created, listen, I said before in Thursday showers, whether you created, whether you were born out of wedlock, uplock, low lock, outside lock, inside lock, you were created for a purpose. And because you were created for a purpose, you were created to fill a need in history that only you can fill. Your personality, the way you are, everything about you, the way you look, the way you talk, everything about you was crafted, customized specifically to fulfill the purpose for which you were created. Are you with me? And so if that be the case, nobody knows the creation better than the create, which means if you stay connected to your creator, you will always be in purpose. Somebody's getting it. Your creator knows where you need to be for every season of your life. So purpose is not a destination, but a state of, if you stay connected to your creator, you will always be in, give God a hand clap of hallelujah. We're going somewhere. Obey his voice, walk in his ways, just as he commanded Abraham. Look at Deuteronomy 27 verses 9 to 10. Deuteronomy 27 verses 9 to 10, amplified version. Then Moses and the Levitical priest said to all of Israel, Be silent and listen. O Israel, the day you have become a people for the Lord your... So you shall obey the voice of the Lord your God and do his commandments and statutes which I am commanding you. So Israel failed in this and so because they failed in this he added the Levitical priesthood and the sacrifices as a tutor to give Israel a disciplined practical system of worship as well as a reminder of sin until the promised seed arrived put up Galatians 3 Galatians 3 23 to 25 version it says this Galatians 3 23 to 25 are you still with me it says this now before faith came we were kept in custody under the law perpetually imprisoned in preparation for the faith that was destined to be revealed with the results that the law has become a tutor and a disciplinarian to guide us to who? To guide us to who? So that we may be justified. That is, declared free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing with God by, by. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under the control and authority of a tutor and Now that faith has come, now that Jesus has come, now that Jesus has died, we are no longer under the tutelage of a disciplinarian anymore. The seed of promise has been fulfilled. Now, let's take it a step further. Are you still with me? Somebody say the scarlet thread. So what does this mean? This means that the sacrificial system 
was a covering of sin, but not a cleansing of sin. In other words, they were all covered, but not cleansed. Somebody say there's a difference. Somebody say there's a difference. You can be covered and not cleansed. Case some point. You're about to go out. We're getting ready for church this morning. And right before you, you had on your nice outfit. You said you just want to quickly branch in the kitchen. And just maybe they were frying, I don't know, what they fry in the morning. Akarao, something. Akarao, you know, eggs, eggs, you know. We're posh church. Thank you. We don't do akara in the morning. We do eggs. Sunny side up. Thank you very much. You know, let my father's money not waste. We travel abroad. <laughs> eggs, yes. So you said, you know, let me just have some eggs. And you just went to the pan to have some eggs. And you picked it up. And as you took a bite, the oil just flowed from the head of Aaron, you know. The oil just kind of dribbled down your mouth and just fell on your outfit. You look at the time. You're about to be late. You have one or two options. You either wear it or change it because you don't have time to clean it. And what guys will do, sharp guys, sharp guy. You just carry a jacket. Right? So in that instance, you have covered the stain, but it is not... Are you with me? The sacrificial system was a covering, but they were not cleansed. See, the Hebrew word for atonement is kafar, and it literally means to cover, to make atonement, to make reconciliation, to cover with a pitch, to cover, to pacify. But you can be covered and still not. Remember in Genesis 3.21, the Bible says, unto Adam and also his wife did the Lord God make a coat of skin and clothe them. So he clothed them with skin, sacrificial atonement. He clothed them with skin to cover their nakedness, remember? But it did not cleanse their shame. How do I know that there was shame? Genesis 2.25. Genesis 2.25, it says this. They were both naked and his, the man and his wife were not were not this was before sin came in and then they ate the fruit and then they heard the voice of the Lord in the garden and they ran to hide and God says Adam where are you he says I heard your voice and I went to hide because I was naked so now naked and afraid that means sin has brought in fear and shame and he says, who told you that you are naked? So God takes skin and it clothes their nakedness, but it did not take away their... Are you still with me? So sin entered their lives and fear and shame were introduced into their lives. Listen, quick news flash, public service announcement. For anyone who is living by the law, in other words... You are living by the Ten Commandments. And you think that you are good or you are a good person in right standing and you will make heaven announcement. You are covered and not cleansed. And unfortunately, the only way to enter heaven is by cleansing. Listen. Even the saints that died before Jesus came, they didn't go to heaven. Ah. Ah, pastor. I know, I know. Don't worry, we'll back it up by scripture. They didn't go to heaven, remember? Where did they go? Come on, Bible scholars. Where did they go? People that died before Jesus, where did they go? Okay, let me give you. It starts with a P, ends with a E. Where did they go? 
Where did they go? Paradise. Paradise is not heaven. Remember the story of Lazarus and the rich man? Says they were both down there, but there was a big divide. And the rich man could see Lazarus. And he said, Lazarus, you drop, just drop, drop of water. He said, please tell them. Tell my brother so they don't come here. And he says, Lazarus was in paradise. But when Jesus came and died, all of that changed. Revelations 1, 17 to 18, amplified version, put it up. Revelations 1, 17 to 18. Are you still with me? Revelations 1, 17 to 18 says this, amplified version. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead, and he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid, I am the first and the the absolute deity, the son of God, and the ever-living one, living in beyond all time and... So God is in your past, present, future, all at the same time. Beyond time and space. Listen to what he says. I died, but see, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of absolute control and victory over and of the realm of the dead. Look at Ephesians 4, 8 to 10. Ephesians 4, 8 to 10. Put it up. It says this. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on, he led, he led, and he bestowed gifts on men. Now this expression, he ascended, what does it mean? Except that he also previously, previously, from the height of heaven into the lower parts of the earth, he who descended is the very same as he who also has ascended high above all the heavens, that he... His presence might fill all things. That is the whole universe. So when he died, he descended, took the keys, set the captives free. All those who had been covered and not cleansed that were in paradise, he set them free. And then he took all of them with him to say covered but not cleansed. Let's take it a step further. You know, they say that <laughs> imitation is the highest form of flattery. Oh, sorry, flattery is the highest form of imitation. It's the other way. Highest form of flattery is imitation, right? So, all the ritualists, all the witches, all the wizards, all of them are imitators. They're flattering God. Pastor, calm down. This table you are shaking, don't worry, stay with me. All of them, they're flattering God. They're, they are committing acts without understanding the proper knowledge of history and the origin of what they are doing. What do I mean? Hosea 4, 6 says that my people perish for lack of what? See, the first deity to ever use or require animal sacrifice was was who? Ah, I, we don't know the answer. Calm down. The first date, I know I'm changing your theology. The first deity to ever use or require animal sacrifice was was God. Ah, Genesis 3. And he shed uh, skin and covered them. What did he do there? Did he not kill animal? Was blood not shed? The first deity to use blood to cover people. And you shall take a lamb and slay it and put the blood on the lamppost. And when I see the blood, I will what? So this idea of using blood to cover, using blood as a means of protection, they are just flattering. That is imitation. And you know, the tenants can form that he has power. Until the landlord shows up. Are you, 
Are you still with me? So everything God was doing when he was shedding blood, using it as a means of protection, when it was requiring sacrifice of animals, everything was pointing to the sacrificial lamb that would be slain. So for all those people that are going to Babalao and they are saying, take the blood of chicken, take the blood of goats, take the blood of cow and rub it on yourself. You know, you know, imitation always looks good until the original shows up. So my suggestion, if you want to be covered, not just covered, but cleansed, I suggest that you cover yourself with the blood of the lamb that was slain. Because everything that they are doing, the incantations, everything, cover. You take chicken, pour it on yourself. Everything, they learn seeds, they are learning walk. They are all learning walk. Because I know a lamb that was beaten, that was broken, and his blood shed for the cleansing and the redemption of man. Somebody say, covered and cleansed. Put up Hebrew 10. Hebrew 10, I love this. I, I was reading this, Hebrew 10, I'm going to read verse 1 to 18. And I was just amazed by the intelligence and the, the astute oratory ability of Paul to effectively articulate so eloquently what he was trying to say. And I thought, wow, I love Paul. He's made my work easy for me. I don't need to even, I don't need to expatiate or explain. All we have to do is simply read and he makes his case. Like a lawyer arguing a case. Listen to this. Hebrews 10 verses 1 to 18. I'm going to stay with me. Are we ready? It says this. For since the law has only a shadow, just a pale representation of good things to come, not the very image of those things, it can never. Somebody say never. By offering the same sacrifices continually, year after year make perfect those who approach its altars for if it were otherwise would not the sacrifices have stopped being huh for the worshippers have once for all time been cleansed would no longer have a consciousness of but as it is these continual sacrifices bring a fresh reminder of sin to be atoned for year after. For it is impossible. Somebody say impossible. For it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats. To take away, therefore, somebody say therefore. When Christ enters into the world, he says, sacrifice and offerings you have not desired. But instead, you have prepared a body for me to offer. In burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have taken no delight. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, to fulfill what is written of me in the scroll of the book. After saying in this citation above, you have neither desired nor you have taken delight to sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, which are offered according to the law, then he said, somebody say, he said. Who is he? Jesus. He said, behold, I have come to do your... And so he does away with the first covenant as a means of atoning for sin based on animal... Based on animal... So that he may inaugurate and establish the second covenant 
by the means of remember what we said the original plan for Israel was was for what to listen to God and obey so he comes nullifies the first inaugurates the second through what obedience look at this and in accordance with this will of God we who believe in the message of salvation have been what have been what that is set apart as holy for God and his purpose through the offering of the body of who Jesus Christ the Messiah the anointed once for one time and the blood is still speaking one time and he healed all your disease for every sin that you will commit till eternity comes it has been covered paid one time are you still with me let's continue every priest stands <laughs> come on every priest stands at the altar of service ministering daily offering the same sacrifices over and over which are never which are never which are never your babalawo can never your witch can never your wizard can never your warlock can never your ritualist can never your herbalist can never which are never able to strip away that envelope and cover whereas Christ having offered the one sacrifice the all sufficient sacrifice of himself for sin for all time oh come on for all time what did he do oh 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 where others have to come every day and stand up he did it for all time and what did he do he sat down he sat down signifying the completion of atonement for sin somebody say it is finished somebody say it is finished the completion of atonement for sin at the right hand of God the position of waiting from that time onward until his enemies are made a footstool for his feet <laughs> we're just reading bible we're just reading bible for his feet for by one offering oh god he has perfected for 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 and completely what is that word and completely what is that word cleansed those who are being sanctified bringing each believer to spiritual completion and and the Holy Spirit also adds his testimony to us in confirmation of this for after having said this is the covenant I will make with them after those days says the Lord I will imprint my laws upon their hearts and on their mind I will inscribe them producing an inward so if you are covered the change will never be internal when you are cleansed the change happens from the inside covering focuses on the outside cleansing focuses on the he then says and their sins and their lawless acts I will remember oh, come on somebody I will remember 
into the sea of forgetfulness as far as the east is from the west. He says, their lawless acts I will remember no more. <laughs> no longer holding their sins against them. Now where there is ab- somebody say absolute absolute forgiveness and complete words and complete cancellation of the penalty of these things there is no longer any offering to be made to atone for somebody celebrate Jesus Somebody celebrate Jesus. There is now no longer no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You see, other high priests, they have to come and stand. says, Jesus has now sat down. And he's now at the right hand of the Father. But he's not just chilling. He is making daily intercession on your behalf. Who wants to come and condemn you when the ultimate high priest, the lion and the lamb, who shed his blood, he knows what he paid. So no matter the condemnation, no matter the guilt, it cannot be louder than the blood. We have a chief high priest who makes daily intercession. I have nine minutes. Matthew 27 to 28, KJV. It says this, then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus in the common hall and gathered unto him the whole band of soldiers and they stripped him and they put on him a they put on him a just as the scarlet thread was hung outside a window as a redemptive symbol it's the same way the scarlet robe was put on Jesus who would become the redemption of the world are you hearing me Romans 3 21 to 24 Romans 3, 21 to 24, it says this, but now, KJV, the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by, of Jesus Christ, unto who? Unto some? Unto Christians, unto Bible believing, tongue speaking Christians, unto who? Unto all and upon all them that. For there is no difference, for all have. So, all this darkness and light cannot mix. Let me bust your theology. It's not scriptural. We are light. They are darkness. We are chosen. They are not. We can't be seen because if we, if we, it's not scriptural because there is no difference because who has sinned? You have sinned. I have sinned. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God being justified freely by his by his, by his, through the redemption that is in who? If it is not in Christ Jesus, it's an imitation. The only one that has the ability to cover and cleanse is Jesus. I have six minutes. Revelations 19 verse 13. It says this, he was clothed with a robe. 
Revelations 19 verse 13. He was clothed with a robe dipped in, dipped in, and his name is called, and his name is called, in the beginning was the word. (laughs) And the word was with God. And the word was. So what does the blood of Christ mean for us? Very quickly. His blood redeems us. There was a price against us that we could not pay. But the blood of Jesus redeems us. First Peter 1 18 to 19 says this. For as much as ye know that you were not redeemed. With corruptible things. They do not buy you with money. Money can tear. Money is corruptible. Anything physical will fade. Will will decay. It is corruptible. It can be stolen. It can be appropriated. It can be misappropriated. It can be destroyed. It can be tarnished. You were not redeemed by corruptible But with the precious, somebody say precious, precious blood of Christ as a lamb without blemish and without, his blood brings us into fellowship with God. According to Ephesians 2.13, it says, but now in Christ Jesus, ye who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Without the blood of Christ, man is a long way from God. Four minutes. His blood makes peace with God. You see, man by nature is at war with God. And we can only come to God on his terms of peace. And the blood makes atonement. Colossians 1 verse 19 to 22 says this. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. And having made, and having made, and having made peace. Peace is yours, is your birthright. Because he has made peace. If you need peace right now, speak peace over your life very quickly. I speak peace. In every area of our life, I speak peace to my body, peace to my mind, peace to my spirit, peace to my soul, peace, peace, peace to every storm in your life. Peace be still. He says this, having made peace through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things unto himself by him. I say, whether they be things in earth, things in heaven. And you that were sometimes alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now has he reconciled in the body of his flesh through his death to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. His blood cleanses. Not only does it remove the punishment of sin, it removes the pollution. I don't care what sin you have committed. The blood of Jesus. Somebody say the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. Through his, through his son, through his blood. Sorry, the blood of Jesus through his blood cleanses all, cleanses all sin. 1 John 1 to 6 and 7. 1 John 1, 6 to 7. It says this. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Somebody say covered and cleansed. Somebody say covered and cleansed. And finally, his blood gives us power over the devil. 
You see, it is the blood that Satan fears. Revelation 12 verses 11. It says this. And they overcame him. And they overcame him. By the blood of the lamb. Stop looking for power anywhere. Just get under the blood. The only way that you can rebuke the devil and he will flee is when he sees the blood. Not just any blood. And that's where they keep getting it wrong. It's not blood of chicken. Blood of chicken, he will sit down and eat the chicken with you. The blood of goat, he will laugh at you and say, man. Because the only thing that gives you power over the enemy is the unadulterated, unfiltered, unwatered, undiluted, most potent, ever flowing, ever reaching to the highest of the mountains, to the lowest of the deep. Even if you take your bed and set it up in the camp of hell, he says nothing can separate you from the love of God because he sticks closer than a friend and a brother so even wherever you want to go to the high of the highest the low of the low his blood will reach you there you can't stop the blood you can't slow the blood you can't replace the blood you can't annihilate the blood you cannot silence the blood somebody say the blood of Jesus somebody say the blood of Jesus you don't have to talk too much over that situation. Just say the blood of Jesus. Over that circumstance, just say the blood of Jesus. Over your marriage, just say the blood of Jesus. Over your children, just say the blood of Jesus. Over your business, just say the blood of Jesus. Over your mind, just say the blood of Jesus. Over the works of your hand, just say the blood of Jesus. We overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And the word in this month of new beginnings, you must testify. In this month of new beginnings, you must testify. Because we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that you were blessed. And if you enjoyed what you heard, please be sure to subscribe. And if you know a fellow lion that needs to join the tribe, please be sure. Send them this link. Share this episode. God bless you.